0: I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Live in the Dream podcast. RD is already excited over there, but I got to tell you a little bit about him first before I bring him on here. Matt Scaletti here, back to you with a special guest. This is R.D. Weeks, and R.D. believes in a fun-filled life fueled by authentic connection to ourselves and others. He is on a mission to share positive impacts that authentic connection can have in our lives. I met this man, I think just over a year ago, at an event called 29029 Eversting in Vermont, and we had an immediate connection. He's become a good friend of mine. R.D., what's up and welcome to the show.
1: Oh, man, I appreciate it. So pumped. We were talking a little bit beforehand with allergy month right now. So I got my tissues handy right here. We're good to go. <laughs> Get the water,
0: ready to rumble. <laughs> I love it. And if you sneeze during this, we're not going to edit it out. We're going to leave it in. because Yeah, please do. Real. I want to keep it in. I want to keep it that's in. That's real. Sure. <laughs> that's real. R.D., is real. And that's, I think that's one of the big reasons we've become such good friends over the last year plus. Let's just kick it off, RD, with what's your background? Have you always been this smiling, happy, positive person? How did we get to where you are
1: today? Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that question, too. Great question. Um, and I think back to, especially growing up, you know, for me, I was a small town and I was a shy kid. When you got to know me, I was, you know, silly, fun. But um, it was tough, like early on, of just being able to connect with people. And for me, I always felt like too I had to like be who they wanted me to be in situations. Mm. And I know throughout the journey of schooling, going all the way from elementary all the way up or preschool, um, for me. <laughs> In each of those phases, um, you know, what happened was with my family, I have two parents, they're both teachers, and they were with me kind of through that process for the schools I went to. And I always felt like, you know, I had to act a certain way or be a certain person, Um, you know, in a sense, really the people pleasing was starting to unfold for me. And so... Yeah, it was a journey of understanding more about myself um, through that process, really being willing to step into that and not feel like I have to always um, just be who they want me to be for the people I meet. And so that led me uh, going into college, figuring out, all right, what the hell am I going to do with my life in that <laughs> journey? And so it introduced me into entrepreneurship. And for me, that was a moment of awakening, of realizing, oh, wow, like I, this is a great space to be able to discover more about myself and what I can do and my potential. And uh, from there, you know, some can relate to this listening or watching. Uh, I became a multi-preneur, uh, so being able to dive <laughs> into different um, areas too. Went from DJing to started off to event organizing to social media marketing, and then even getting into like out, you know outdoor running coaching potentially in that space. And felt like it was definitely the spaghetti phase. And so, with that, for me, throughout the entire process, was communication that kept coming up. And what I love, too, is being able to connect now with people and in being able to hear uh, their stories as well as being able to share more about my own story. And uh, that's led me into this journey. And now being able to support people that are on stages, that want to share their story to many and being able to support them in really being able to be authentic in how they communicate and create that authentic connection. Uh, so that I believe, as you, know, you shared, it's, it's helping to fuel that fun-filled life. If we're not having fun in this journey, um, then ultimately I feel like there has to be a change that needs to be made, um, at least in my own life. I think about it that way.
0: I love that, man. And it does seem like you are in a fun-filled journey. And we'll get into the journey of what you have coming up in a few minutes. So uh, the, regarding the entrepreneurship, because you sparked a question in me, have you always known you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And I guess the question goes to people listening that maybe they're working for somebody else, but they're like, I kind of want to start that business. Do you think an entrepreneur can be made or is it something you need to be born with? And which one were you? Yeah. So Made was
1: my story. So I never knew it was even a possibility until I got to college. And um, in there, they had a program for entrepreneurship. Uh, so I was introduced to it that way. But I never knew before that, thinking you know, back to how... I, I believe I was 20 at that time. But before that, I never even knew that existed for me. So I think just being able to be aware of it is a huge step for people that are thinking about jumping into that journey at any age too. Um, and so for me, it's from there learning the skills, where are the skills needed to be able to step into that. And it is a journey of self-discovery, um, in entrepreneurship. I really feel those two are very connected and, um, it's depending on your willingness to want to step into that and the commitment level, you got to decide for yourself. And there will be that spaghetti phase that comes up for me in this journey of, figuring out what really is going to stick for you um, and understanding, okay, where do I want to take this in my life? And also knowing that mistakes will be made and changes are going to happen. that It's a natural process. So definitely made to answer the question.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. And I love the spaghetti phase where you're just throwing things up against the wall and seeing yeah. what happens. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just know it, learning from mentors and, and people that have been in it for way longer than I have, it's, it's, it's a part of that journey. And you can have the the thing that you're going to be honing in on right away. But um, looking at the majority of entrepreneurship over the course of you know people across the world doing this, a, a lot focusing on just switching it up, changing it up, and and seeing what really sticks.
0: I think that's such a well-said point where you sometimes you just got to dive in and see how you feel after you jump in. And I love how it seems like the theme of our discussion, at least partly, is going to be being authentic. And I think that's so powerful. And I'm going to ask you almost a weird question, but I think about this a lot, and we touched on it before we started recording. How do we know that we're being authentic? Like, is it just this gut feeling where you're doing something and you go, that like this feels good," or do you, is there a process where if somebody listening believes they're not being authentic, can learn to become more of themselves?
1: Yeah, well, I'll I'll share it in the standpoint to uh, of a story that comes up for me with with that question. And so, this was graduating from college, and uh, when I graduated from college, there was this moment of realizing to myself that I felt like there was this sinking feeling that can come up for someone, um, and being able to realize I, I feel like something is either missing something is not fully being revealed. And you start to have this inkling um, come up for you. And it could be for me, it was at that point of right after college, this big moment of life now hits, like, oh my gosh, like, what the hell am I going to do? And I had some time to open that up. And so definitely for, for people that are you know wanting to figure this out, if you're asking the question, then most likely there's an area that could be worked on. So if, if if you're thinking about this, like, Man, I don't know if I am being authentic, then most likely there's something that's coming up for you that needs to be addressed. Um, so that's just already signal number one of, hey, there is there needs to be that time to, to really have space for this. And it goes back to creating that for yourself. So really having a moment to, to be with yourself um, and be able to really put thoughts to however you want to do that. If it's through voicing it out loud, to thinking about it, to writing it out, really being able to start to dive into figuring out what am I wanting right now? What, what's coming up up for me for resistance in a certain area. Um, And especially if you say something to someone else, and you you think there's something else I should have said, or that just felt really icky, or just like you want to shake it out like this is not right, then most likely, you know, that's a sign of, hey, right now, I'm not being authentic. And you can just start in that way of just Feeling out these little things, and then if you really want to dive further into, it, which I recommend for everyone, really allow that space to um, you know reflect. Uh, however, that is for you. If it's walking, um, if it's journaling, if it's really just having space to yourself to process what's going on, um, is really powerful.
0: Yeah, I love how you said that, and that makes a ton of sense. Where some habit that you do, maybe it's different for me that helps me pull out that authentic self. And how how powerful do you think? I love the quote. I think it was Jim Rohn said, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Do you think getting in a community that is like-minded can help pull I mean I think of our twenty nine oh twenty nine community, which has been incredible, that we're both a part of. Do you think getting in a community wherever area you are in life can help sort of pull that out of the individual more? Yeah, well, I think it comes back to
1: absolutely that. And then also um, to another focus is determining, like I always think it's so important to ask for help. Like asking for help was difficult um, for me and it's still something that I'm currently working on is that willingness to be vulnerable. And I, I think back to like another story that comes up with vulnerability. And that is, and, and I'm pictured in my mind, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes, this this could be really helpful for someone too, is um, there's in this area where I'm at, there's a groundhog that comes, like groundhogs come, come by all the time. And there was one that I noticed. And, and for me with groundhogs, if you're familiar with them, you know that they can cause damage, like some severe damage <laughs> to the foundation, like to, to the gardens. And so there was one I saw and I was like super pissed. I was like, oh, here we go. Again, another groundhog just like munching on, on the garden. And what happened though was a groundhog turnaround. And I noticed one of the legs was either broken or just he, he was limping, uh-huh. like the, he or she was limping. And in my in that moment, my whole entire body and mind shifted in my perspective on this groundhog of actually like, oh no, like. I'm like, go out there, eat as much as you want, like go for it. And I think about that too, in the standpoint of vulnerability and the willingness to share that, Hey, I need help in discovering, um, more about who I am. And I recommend for everyone to have a coach that to dive into that. Um, someone that's really focused in on that area and being able to ask that if it's from also from friends, maybe you're not wanting to go that route of professionally, like seeking someone out, but asking to, to be able to share some, some things on your mind uh, and on your heart to your friends um, is a fantastic way to start to continue that journey of authenticity with ourselves.
0: Uh, I love how you tied that into vulnerability. And I totally agree with you. I, I think this is not about me, but when I battled alcoholism, I was so scared to share it with people. And when I started sharing it is when it just felt better and people, instead of judging me, like stood by me. And I think that's being vulnerable. I'm so glad you said that because I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do, but can be the most rewarding. And just to tie it back in, because you mentioned helping people on stages and giving speeches, et cetera. And as as you know, I do a lot of that myself. So I'm curious to hear this answer. How do you help people be authentic on stages? And and like, where are you currently on helping individuals out and how do you help them improve their their presence or their speech or whatever area you're helping with. I'm so curious to ask. Yeah, well and I, I appreciate this question also. And what what comes
1: up for me is thinking back to a mentor uh, of mine that or you know someone that has taught me um, amazing information when it comes to the speaking journey and, and speaking from station. That's Eric uh, Ed Edmeads. And what he shared with me, something I want to share too with the audience that I really think will help answer this question is um, a specific way to prepare for a talk that you're having, and um, thinking back to again, you're talking to people. I mean, it's it's a connection that's happening in between people, and to be able to realize that the best way we can connect on a certain level is um, through emotions. Being able to truly connect that way, sometimes we mm-hmm. won't remember exactly what was said in the talk, but we'll always remember how we feel. And uh, a fantastic way to continue to focus in on that is through stories. Being able to share stories that you have in your own life. And what was taught to me is like we all have our own stories um, that we can share. And a fantastic way to make sure that we're holding on to those stories that come up is through a story journal. And, and that was something that I realized was is super powerful, is being able to have a place where you can document the stories that unfold for you in your days, your months, your years. And um, what, what was shared with me, which I from Eric, which is super powerful, is... When we evoke an emotional response in any situation, we're in a story, and so that could be going back to um, if you're in the car and you're uh, in a traffic jam and you're starting to get really heated and angry, and someone like you know that goes. I think of this for the fast lane. Someone's going on the the shoulder uh, road of the highway and like zooms by you, and you're like, what? the, And like even <laughs> or or even worse, like that's right in front of you. The car cuts right in front of you, and you have this yep. reaction, but you get to decide how it ends, and so. Those are situations that can come up is whatever comes into mind for emotional responses that invokes it within you, you're in that story. And so you may not know the value of it immediately for the stories that unfold throughout your day, but being able to have a place where you can document that can be really beneficial. And what I love is being able to take those stories and implement that within the talk. So figuring out, okay, if I'm needing to speak on authenticity, what stories really evoke that for me, or if it's speaking about motivation or productivity or habit building. What stories can I really tie into to help create that emotional connection with my audience?
0: And so that's just a snippet of what what someone could do. Teaser. That's such a teaser right there. But I I love that. So you you will help people. And Am I right to assume you work with people one-on-one? Is that the main medium that you use? Yeah. So one-on-one is the main medium. And for
1: for me, that's super helpful to dive into the the person and, and what they're seeking for, why they want to be on stage and uh, the message that they're delivering.
0: Oh, I love it. And, and I usually wait till the end to do this, but since we're talking about it now, is there, what's the best way, if somebody's listening to you right now and they're going, you know what, I need some help, whether it's a presentation they're given for work or they want to be a speaker, who knows? What's the best way for people to reach out to RD? Yeah, so Instagram, it will actually be the best
1: way. That's, that's my main form of communication. Um, and so it's at RD Weeks. 50. Um so weeks is W E E K S and yeah absolutely send me a direct message especially as we're continuing this in, in this uh interview too if uh I'd love to hear your your greatest takeaway that'd be really helpful if you want to send that my way. I mean just say <laughs> Matt's epic podcast for title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. I hope if whoever's listening to this I hope you do exactly what RD says because you're the type of person that does not just say that like you will follow up I bet and you take a lot of that that feedback to heart and i just think that's that says a lot about you and i just i've been inspired by your mission and you just seem like you live life on purpose and my question is i guess there's a bunch of different ways you could you could take this question but how do you stay consistent with your living on purpose and your energy and do you have a idea of how you do that because every time i've ever seen you like you bring it, like you are fully present, or so it looks like you are. How do you stay so consistent in day-to-day life?
1: Yeah. Well, so what comes up for me with that is this word of busy, actually. So I'm gonna take it in a different route and then I'll I'll tie it back. But this word of busy, I I am not the fan of the, of the word busy personally. Like I just I think I have a bone to pick with it. I, I say this is just rubbish. And, and like, for me, the reason why is because sometimes the busy makes us feel like we're running away from something or we're just spending time on certain things that aren't super helpful. So, um, you know, a principle I've really relied on um, that has me staying consistent is the, the principle of conscious action. And so that's really understanding that success, it's the deliberate, premeditated daily. Tasks that we're doing, our actions that we're doing. I'm paraphrasing here, but but it's, it's really realizing that what we do in, in a day is going to really determine, um, you know, both the the near future to the future ahead, and so really being able to stay consistent with it. Um, for me, I understand what are my, and this this I learned from John Butcher, like what are my twelve key daily tasks uh, or actions that I can do. It's like sacred choices is actually the word itself. What can I do that's really going to allow me to know that I'm moving forward? Um, So that could be for me as some examples. um, The first three hours of the day are for me. So I just have that for my time. Maybe that's focusing in on a specific business task I need to do, but I'm not answering calls. I'm not checking email. like I'm really diving into that um, for, for like the tasks that I need to get done, or if it 's going for a walk, going for exercise, like I just know or breakfast, like those three hours are for me, um, and then another one too is like being making sure i 'm two hours outside each day, so just having a, a list of twelve that maybe aren 't like some could be business related, some are just health related, some are social life, whatever those twelve are it 's something that you know you can do. Each day um, that can really feel like you're continuing to build the momentum, or, or you know, keep that momentum going in life. Um, so that has been really helpful for me, uh, and it's it's been one of those moments of realizing what can unfold when you look back to when you realize, okay, wow, let me actually look back last week or a few months. It, it allows you to keep going with that principle of conscious action, um, and and goes back to implementing effectively rather than being busy. And and we can yeah, have a lot conscious. going on too, but doesn't
0: mean that we have yeah. to feel busy. Oh, you have me thinking so many different things. I'm so glad you brought that up. This is a great discussion. And before I I ask a follow-up, just so I'm, I understand exactly how that plays out and our audience does too. I wrote down 12 action items daily. So is that like the night before, are you writing out what you're doing the next day, or is it the morning of? Do you jot down what you're going to do? So these are just like so. I'll um. I mean, for those watching, I can I can show it. I think yeah. Let me see if I have
1: it here. I got, I got it nearby. I always carry it with me, but it's a booklet. Basically, it's something like printed out. Oh, wow. like it's a piece of paper printed out. You have check marks under these twelve, and these are things that that you are going to do every day for you know. The, if it's you can always revisit them, but you're doing it for. What would be indefinitely like? These are twelve things you just do. You know, They're lifestyle changes that could happen. But these are the habits, the action items, um, whatever other word you want to use for it. Like these are these are a part of you, and um, it's not something that's just going to like switch from one week to the next. But um, you could always revisit it on a quarterly basis if you're realizing, all right, I'm doing this pretty well. Like if it's for me, one that I have is have three satisfying meals. <laughs> like like it's as simple it yeah. be as simple as that. Um, and these don't have to be like take an hour; like they could take thirty seconds. But it's just the twelve that you know. Hey, I I'm doing this, and and it's really um, feeling amazing for you know that momentum or what you're trying to create too in in life.
0: I I think that's so cool. And for those that are just listening and not watching, it looked like you have printed out twelve different. Actionable items, and then you're checking off every day of the month if you did it or not. Is that is that how you do it? Every day, every day, every day. Yeah. So
1: it's an every day. You have you know you have the the day set up. You have your twelve set up, and it could be you know ten. It could be six. You know, again, the key is just having the consistent daily premeditated um, action that that you're taking, and so it's stuff that you know you're gonna do no matter what. Um, and you know, again, if, if, 12 is too much, like cut it back, the key is consistency. That, that is where, um, absolutely it makes a huge difference. And, and again, it's like, you know, wake up time is one of mine, you know, or going to bed is another time. Like you can have some that are business. Like one is before checking emails, make sure I do a business goal. Um, or you'd have one that are focused on, you know, health, um, sleep. Uh, I mean, that comes into health too, but,
0: you know, just knowing that it's different categories of life
1: that this involves. Yeah,
0: I agree and that that wake up thing you'll kind of you'll kind of laugh at this. I'm a believer in not having the phone in bed and I I went against my own rule like a week and a half ago and I ended up falling asleep next to my phone the alarm went off and I snoozed it or I shut off the alarm because the phone was right there versus me having to get up to shut it off. I missed boxing class but I felt like I was already behind on the day because I already failed I didn't, I mean, I didn't fail necessarily, but I screwed up waking up when I wanted to wake up. So I sort of lied to myself and I didn't, I didn't hold myself accountable. So that won't happen again for anybody listening. I don't know how you do that, but.
1: Yeah. Well, accountability is key. Like putting that out there. And what I will say, cause I, I used um, one of the four agreements uh, in the book, the four agreements, and this is doing your best. And so it comes back to, especially that situation right there for me, like I'm not perfect in this. Like, you know, like there are days where all of a sudden I'm looking uh, and I'm realizing like, what's great is, you know, you're measuring this. So you're saying, Hey, if this has been four days that I have not been waking up, what could I do to, to make sure that I'm getting back on track? And so it just allows you to see it. And again, it's not going to be perfect. You will have those days where things come up um, and you're not able to get through all of them. But this has just been a great um, centering piece to to continue to to move forward and feel truly that I'm doing it in an authentic way.
0: Now you, you have this opening up to a whole different area, but I think this is powerful too, because to that point of, so you have the 12 daily items. To me, I didn't wake up on time and I'm beating myself up mentally because... I already quote unquote screwed up for the morning. How do you, and as you said, you're not perfect. I've screwed up probably 50 times already today. How do we overcome that? Or like when we don't do what we say we're going to do, is there a way we can get back on track without mentally beating the crap out of ourselves for the next 10 hours? Yeah, so
1: I mean, it's gonna be different for everyone. I mean, there's some similarities that could happen, but I'll just speak on my own self. So I I lead in with some humor saying, oh, like I'll just laugh about it. Like, all right. Well, that sucked. Like that didn't happen let me. <laughs> let me move. Let me like. Let me keep it going. I got. I got eleven other ones that I can like check off. And so there's a, a sense of a game that can be played too, where like you're not taking it so seriously. And that's my style. I mean, someone else could be a totally different style, but the key is um, not not blaming yourself, not putting the shame, not putting the guilt. I mean, we can know that intellectually. It can be sometimes hard to do that to really embody that. But we know that that's not going to help. It's not going to serve in, in this time and in this moment. And so really just coming from a place of what can serve me, well, hey, like continuing to move forward, continuing on what I can get done now, realizing that that's in the past and uh, I can't change that anymore, but I can change this moment and what's coming up in the future and, and really
0: lean into that. You seem like you do such a good job of asking yourself empowering questions versus Beating yourself up, and I just I gotta give you a kudos to that because you you do that when you're talking to me, or I'm sure your other friends do. like you ask great questions. But it just, you seem like you do a great job of not overjudging yourself on a daily basis,
1: yeah, and and there's um there's a moment too uh, when you can really continue to work on that to the point where you're able to step back in a situation and really, evaluate hey objectively like what is happening here um you know what what action am i taking that isn't serving me perhaps or again it goes back to the, the the questions it's like what could i do to really help make a positive change in this situation that's unfolding right now and to to be able to sit with that and, and really take that step back um it does, it can take time like i know for me it takes time to to really work towards that um, and get to that level, but um, being able to just continue to work on it, I think is is really important. Like, what else is going to happen? Um, is how I look at it. It's like I, I I'm going to do this, like one way or another. Um, it may take me 20 years, it may take me 10 years, it may take me like a year, but either way, I'm going to do it. And um, that can be scary for the commitment to that, but um, being willing to step into that. Is it comes back to you have to decide. I, I can't decide for you. I can't decide for the one, you know, do you those listening, watching. You got to be willing to decide on that. And, and also, if you stumble, like that's going to be okay. It's part of the process, too.
0: No, I'm going to be stumbling every single day. Yeah. We're going yeah. to, we're going to stumble our way right to the top, RD. We're yeah, going to yeah. stumble all the way up. <laughs> I love the idea of using humor when screw ups happen. And I'm pretty good about that, but I did not use humor when I slept in and missed that boxing class. So I'm going to think of that idea. That's a, that's a powerful takeaway right there. Yeah. And it goes back to, for me, I mean, fun
1: is such an important part. Um, so that is something that is a bedrock for me is fun. And it wasn't always like that. I mean, I know people can relate to this. It's like, we're going to go through some, some stuff. (laughs) and uh really being able to to realize like hey we're going through this mud but i mean we get to decide too, like how we're going to experience this like how we're going to experience this process it's going to happen one way or another we're going to have some really tough stuff happen to us um but we get to decide how how we show up for me fun is a big part of that um and that can be just humor of like just joking with the situation at hand um but you know that that's the key is figuring out what what's going to work well for you
0: Yes. How high you prioritize fun while also being very successful as an entrepreneur in many other areas. I think that's a great takeaway because it's not like you don't have to be dead serious 24-7 to be successful in this world, right? Yeah. And bringing it back to authentic connection with ourselves
1: we're able to really figure out if something is in alignment or not. I mean, and again, you have to have that space to do it. I mean, that's gonna be really important if you're just getting distracted or deciding not to want to really face what's coming up for you. Um, You'll realize, hey, do I need to be more serious? Like, is that more my path or is it fun or is it compassion? Is it childlike wonder? You gotta have that time to be able to to ask yourself that and and really sit with it when things when things feel kind of icky. Like I always go back to that word of icky, like when things just don't feel you want to shake something off, there's something there to to explore.
0: I mean, and that's that's true too, right? Like fun for I mean, you and I, I feel like we we have a bond, we like similar things, but somebody else may like something totally different, and that's fun for them, and that's fine too, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, levels to it.
1: it, it yeah, absolutely. Like, I, again, like, I think the example that I was shared with me was like adventurous. And uh, I don't remember exactly who said this, but it's the idea of like someone thought adventure was skydiving. The other person said, uh, oh, I'm going to go try a new restaurant. You know, like, they're totally <laughs> different. Like, but for them, adventure, that's, that's an adventure to them. So using that in the same way, too, for any word um, is really important.
0: That, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like that. I, I still have never been skydiving, by the way. I got to put that. That's on the top of the list. That's definitely <laughs> a priority. So what goals does RD have for the summer, for the rest of 2022? And, and actually, I should ask. How far ahead do you set goals? Are you a big goal setter? Let's talk about the goal space for a little while. What do you have going on there? Yeah, I dig it. I love that. So, yes, um for
1: I will say how I set goals, I set them in so I'll, I'll do it in like a 5-year vision is how I do it. So I really write out like what is the you know, ideal day. Like, what are things coming up for me? Again, this was taught to me from John Butcher, but it's like, what is my vision that I see for the day and how it's going to unfold? And I think about that in a five-year timeline, and then from there, breaking it down to what are the foundational goals um, for me. It was like five specific ones to help make sure that I'm going to commit and and be able to achieve this vision that I'm I'm creating. So, what are the five goals needed for that? And then from there, break it down to an annual goal setting, and then quarterly and then monthly and then weekly so that's that's the flow that it goes into again the the vision doesn't like, can shift and change a little bit, maybe revisiting every year to like make sure what needs to shift and that's the one thing is all of this can change and and, it, and there's to a certain extent it will change um, and so with that, I have that then for um, the foundational goals, those could shift, maybe checking it on an annual basis. For the annual goals, it's like quarterly, you check on those annual goals. Do they make sense for you? Do they feel feel good? Um, and then same with quarterly, that could be on like a monthly basis to revisit. Uh, and then just goes, goes down all the way to, to the week and then the day, um, knowing what with daily, like what am I wanting to do here?
0: Well done. Yeah. I need to uh, readjust how I'm working things because you clearly have you have it mapped out, and I think you made a great point too, RD. Where things can change, right? Like big life events could happen, and I would—I don't want to assume, but if that happens to you, like for me, like i, I went through a divorce. Like you—you you have a child. Like different things happen in your life. Do you then go through and readjust the goals if you feel like they need adjusted? Yeah. I mean, if it comes up where I'm like, Hey,
1: this quarterly goal is not looking like that just doesn't feel great. Like, I mean, the key is the excitement. I think that's the, that's the one thing is, are you excited about what you've created? Like in the standpoint of your goals? Like if, if that, if that's not exciting, you getting you ready, getting you amped, getting you like pumped to like go out and work towards accomplishing them, then they got to change. And um, again, life events happen that causes a shift to happen. And so honoring that is really going to be important too, um, and going back to just being able to do your best. Um, And so to also tie that into like currently for the summer travels, like I'm currently planning to to travel. I'll be going out to California, anyone in the Anaheim or Los Angeles region, or even San Diego, please let me know if you're listening or watching this, love to connect. Um, So I'll be going there for an event and then also going out to Estonia. Uh, in Europe for another event as well for three weeks there. Um, and then yeah, for me, it's like the event circuit, being able to do that, um, is, is something I love in person experiences. And that's where I really see like a deep level connection that can happen. And, uh, also supporting those that are speaking on, on the stages too, is something that I'm super passionate about too.
0: Yeah. You just, you seem like you have your life so aligned and I mean, to use your word that we've been saying authentic to, what your interests and passions are. And I, I just, I'm, I'm curious, I'll ask you one more question that we'll get into this final three that I'll, I'll throw out there at you. But if somebody is listening or watching and they're hearing everything you're saying, they're loving what you're saying, and they're at a job that they hate, do you have any thoughts, advice uh, for them to maybe align their job more so with what they enjoy doing? Yeah, well, so I I would say it's, I'm definitely not fully knowledgeable in that
1: space for that transition. Someone that I highly recommend for people to check out in a book, especially is U-Turn by Ashley Stahl. So highly recommend Mm. checking that out. Um, Amazing information about it. Because uh, and I'll take kind of what how she shared it too, like uh, like and how I even in my own experiences think about it is understanding what you want. So that's going to be really important. Is to just dive into okay, this is not a great experience right now or a great. You know work environment, why is that first defining what the problem is. Um and also for those watching too, I got like light situation going on right now. So throwing your eyes. Throwing yeah, yeah, your eyes like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, oh lasered in, like we're focused <laughs> in.
0: So <yeah. laughs> it does blah, blah. look pretty cool. It looks very cool for my side. It yeah, looks it's very like I cool. feel like
1: I just got like some epic tattoos set up here. <laughs>
0: yeah. But um what well, I would, yes, yeah, so it's like the seriousness of it. But like,
1: ultimately, it's just understanding what are the problems coming up for you? Like, what, what right now do you not like about the situation? Because it can be a lot easier to figure out what you don't like. <laughs> we, we can share, we share that sometimes quite frequently, but um, it can be a little bit harder to understand what we do want. So to start with what you're not liking about it um, and then figuring out, okay, from what I've just said, for I do, what I don't like, what can I kind of piece into there of like, what would I like? Like what's kind of either the opposite or kind of a different direction as to what I just put down for for that and then really start to figure out, hey, maybe I just need to be in a different department. Maybe I just need to have a different boss, different coworkers. That could be as simple as that, where you don't have to do a whole career change. Or if it's, hey, like, I really would love to do my own thing. Can I do that in the company? Or could I do that outside of the company? And so for me, I definitely think time is needed for that. Um, but again, if you're one of those situations where you just know and you're like, "I just know, I got to do this," And perhaps what's been holding up for the past decades is not taking the leap, then yeah, you know, take the leap. like you're, you're going each of one of us knows. it's just we need the space and the time to to be able to to understand what that's communicating to us, and it goes back to the importance of communication'm
0: uh, I'm, I'm glad I asked that question because you make you know, there's some great points in there they, it, just because we don't like where we necessarily are, it's just it seems like some may think, oh, I need to quit tomorrow and then go figure it out. And I love how you said there there could be, maybe it's the same company, but it's a different role that you have or a different manager. And that's this smaller shift that could have a big impact. So I appreciate you sharing that. I do want to say before we jump into this final three questions, I got to acknowledge RD because you're too modest to say it. So I'm going to say it for you. But if you reach out to him This man is so authentic and you have asked questions to me that have got me thinking probably more so than anybody in my entire life. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you because you get me thinking, you get the wheels turning and you've been a great friend for a year plus and I'm sure it's going to go on for many years. So I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, so appreciate
1: our friendship and yeah, thank you for that too.
0: It means so much. Yeah. Now I'm going to put you on the spot with three questions that he has no idea that are coming. So here we go. All right. Final three, number one is what are you most grateful for in any area of life, right as we sit here today? Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Mm, Okay. So I would say for for
1: going back to the theme, it's the willingness to step into my authentic self. So that's absolutely what I'm grateful for. It's able to fuel the relationships I have. Um, and being able to also fuel the mission that, that I've set out to, to really continue to, to be on the journey for. So I would say that that's where it really starts for me.
0: Yeah. You just had me thinking that that's such a great answer. It's, isn't it amazing that it seems like the simplest thing to do to be ourselves, but it takes so much courage to do it. And that's just, that could be a whole other podcast in itself right there, but you got me really thinking that's a great answer. Okay. What is the biggest obstacle RD has overcome? Oh, man, Well, I, we're, just, we're just taking it from one <laughs> level to the next with this,
1: with this flow. It. So, so it goes back to, That's and right. I really want to focus in on it because it's, it's powerful that its effect it can have in our lives. And that is really being able to be true to ourselves. Again, going back to authenticity. I think for me, that biggest obstacle was not being what other people wanted me to be, being willing to step into courageously who I am and really feeling centered in that and uh, continue to work on it. Absolutely. Um, But really being able to to have the willingness to commit to self-responsibility. That word is super important is to understand my commitment to it uh, and and willingness to really step into it um, is what uh, has allowed me to overcome all the external obstacles that have unfolded and you know, really being able, I know for the future ones, it's going to be a big part of that too, is is being able to be from that place of self-responsibility.
0: Yeah. Well said. And we're willing to commit to self-responsibility. I love that. And you also answer that question while keeping your head low enough so the sun doesn't go in your eyes. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm getting really
1: low for you all Like here. Like we're getting real close, (laughs) really (laughs) really
0: (laughs) close. (laughs) Yeah. Closer to the mic. We're getting more intimate. I like it. All right. Last question is, do you have and I don't know if you believe in this or not, but you—I'm sure you've heard the term "bucket list" and things you want to do before you die. Or do—is there something that's at the top of that list that you want to do? And or do you even believe in having one of those lists?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. So I mean, I think definitely, I, I like. Yeah, I'll share. I'll share like what's on it. I would say there's not really like a hierarchy with it, um, but. Uh, I do believe in like something that you know again goes back to goals, like you know stuff to look forward to and get excited about. And so for me, well, oh gosh, uh, there's a few that comes up for that. One that has been on my mind, it, it's it's been a goal of mine, and uh, I've, I, it goes back to exploring. I love to explore and travel, and so for me, I I mean I, and I love to run too. So I have a goal of, of setting out to to run a race in each of the fifty states. And so that has been something, you know, working towards, it went from, you know, doing that in a lifetime to like, uh, you know, doing that in like a, like a year, I think was one of the goals, like, like be like, it's, it's gone back and forth, but I've always wanted to explore the country that I live in and be able to explore the communities and connect with people. Um, and I felt like two running could be a fantastic way to do that and just continue to, to feed into that um, that love that I have for all those three things. Um, so that is one that, that comes up for me right away.
0: Let me know uh, when you do one in Pennsylvania, of course, and then Alaska, I'm in. Let's go to Alaska and run a half marathon or a marathon. Hell yeah. I'm down. I love it. <laughs> well, RD, thanks a lot, man. I knew this was going to be awesome. And uh, you, of course, brought the energy that I knew you were going to bring. You're an inspiring young man, and really, I'm honored to call you a friend, and I hope everybody listening got something out of this. I have a feeling you did. I wrote down a bunch of notes. By the way, uh, random thought, but I love the idea of the story journal. I wrote that down. I think that's a powerful idea in the 12 action items daily. You're a wealth of information. I appreciate you taking the time to share it today. Uh, Thank you, Matt. I so appreciate, as I said, our friendship and being able to be part of this epic podcast. (laughs) I like how you get close to the yeah. mic when you say that at the end. Yeah. Epic podcast. <laughs> Epic really podcast. Yeah, I like that. Epic podcast is over for the week. Thank you all for listening or watching, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you.